0: You're listening to the Quince podcast.
1: Ending the month-long speculation of a change of guard in Karnataka, after a two-year stint as Chief Minister, B.S. Yediyurappa resigned from his post on 26 July. In an event organised to celebrate the two years of his governance, Yadrupa delivered an emotional speech and said that every moment in his political career has been an Agni Paraksha. This will be the fourth time that he has held the office without being able to finish the term as CM. He was a CM for eight days in 2007, for three and a half years from 2008 to 2011 and just three days in 2018. In his last two years in power, The state has witnessed the disastrous floods which hit the Belakavi district and the COVID pandemic. But there have also been complaints from BJP party leaders about his governance style. Signs of his possible exit from office first appeared when he took a chartered flight to New Delhi on 16 July to meet Prime Minister Narendra Modi and other top party leadership, where he reportedly offered to resign from his post citing health reasons. But upon his return to Bengaluru on 18 July, he refused to confirm any claims and stated that he will wait for a decision from the party high command. But even as news of his resignation comes, there are several questions which remain unanswered. What exactly triggered his exit from office? Who are the same prospects? And what does Yadurupa's exit signify for the BJP's political prospects in its only foothold in the South? To discuss all this, for today's episode, we spoke to senior journalists Sugata Srinivasa Raju and Nikola Henry, the Queen's South Bureau Chief. Get are tuned in to The Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you. And I'm your host, Emmat. Suspense around Yadurupa's resignation has been in the air since the very start of his term for a host of reasons ranging from the interference of his son in matters of state governance to the growing resistance from the anti-Yadurupa camp for prioritising Congress and Janta Dalton quotes. Sources in the BJP national leadership told the Quint that his age was also a factor in his exit. Now, the BJP does not allow any party leader in office after the age of 75 in an effort to promote younger leaders, but made an exception for Yedur who took the CM office in 2019 at the age of 76, given his wide political appeal in the state. Another factor which may have ruffled the BJP top brass's feathers may be Yadurapa's younger son, B.Y. Vijendra, who is the party's state vice-president and has reported allegations of him acting as a proxy CM. According to a report by The Hindu, two unsigned letters were also circulated by irate MLAs who placed allegations of corruption and interference. His handling of the COVID-19 pandemic has also come under the scanner of the BJP top leadership. And according to an Indian Express report, several BJP legislators also flew to New Delhi to voice their concerns of Yadurupā's style of leadership. Nicola Henry, the Quint South Bureau chief, was one of the first to break the story of Yadurupā's impending exit and breaks down the chain of events which led to his resignation. Uh,
0: while this has been going on for a while, for a few months, uh, it was apparent uh, through our sources in the BJP uh, that he will be facing an exit. And this information we got in June this year and since then we have been tracking what Yadurappa has been doing in Karnataka. So, throughout his journey from June till July, there were several times when he came across as confident. But at the same time, there were uh, MLAs and even senior leaders of the BJP who kept telling us that Yadirappa is on his way out. This is what uh, has culminated in his resignation. This dissidence is what has culminated uh, in his resignation uh, on uh, on 26 July. His strength since the very beginning has been his hold on the Lingayat community, uh, which is a dominant community in Karnataka. So the question was whether uh, the BJP would risk losing the support of Lingayats who form a major voting bloc for the BJP uh, and remove Yadirappa who is uh, a strong leader of uh, the Lingayat. But we were uh, able to see that there were Lingayat seers, for example, uh, Panchamashali seers who were rooting against um, Yadirappa. They were rooting for uh, dissident uh, MLAs uh, who were Panchamashali Lingayats from within the BJP. So this was another indication that
1: uh, Yadirappa was, you know, really struggling even with his Lingayat uh, vote base. According to sources to the Quinn, Yadurappa is not leaving office anytime soon and is likely to continue as an interim chief minister for at least another two weeks. Now, Yadurupa has been the BJP's strongman in South India since 2008 and the party's success and failures have been tied to him ever since. Yadurupa is also the current leader of the Lingayat community which has considerable influence over the outcome of elections in the state. The community's support for his Karnataka Janta party in 2013 also prevented the BJP from attaining a majority in the state's assembly elections. The BJP learned from its mistakes and Yadurupa returned to the party in 2014 which led to the party winning the community's trust again and sealing the important vote bank. Here is another example of how the Lingayat community determines an election outcome. Up until 1990, the Lingayat community voted for the Congress party. In the 1979 elections, the Congress won 179 out of 224 seats and the Lingayat community brought 100 of these seats according to an Indian Express report. However, the dismissal of a popular Lingayat Chief Minister, Virendra Patil, who crafted the party's victory in 1979, led to the community shifting its vote to the opposition at the time, the BJP. And the result of the Congress's blunder was seen in the next Assembly elections in 1994, where it won only 36 seats and the BJP saw a vote share increase of 13%. According to a Hindustan Times report, the fact that the BJP has not announced any successors for him shows that replacing him is a tough task and comes with risk of irking him and the crucial vote bank. But speaking of successors, who are the prospective CM faces? Among the current lineup of CM prospects, names of BJP heavyweights like MLA Arvind Bellard, Karnataka Minister and Geology Minister Murugesh Narani, Union Minister of Mining and Parliamentary Affairs Prahlad Joshi, and even the BJP's National General Secretary Siti Ravi. Given the important Lingayat factor, the BJP can't risk another defeat. So, who is the BJP going to choose? Senior journalist Sugata Srinivasaraju says that given the secrecy of the selection process of leaders within the BJP, it's difficult to speculate exactly who the party will pick. But the party will stick to the playbook to ensure a victory in the 2023 assembly elections.
2: Himat, in the Modi dispensation, I wouldn't like to hazard a guess as to who would be the CM. You know I mean? It's a very, very secretive kind of regime. It's not a, a openly democratic system where you know who's campaigning, who's going to be preferred and all that. Yes, there is a Lingayat vote to be taken care of for the BJP, that's very, very important. But there is also a kind of uh, sub politics happening within the Lingayats, where uh, Pancham Salis were the most dominant subcaste among the Lingayats who want to, uh, you know, uh, who, who want uh, to be made someone from among them to be made the chief minister. Because that community so far has never seen a chief minister. So far, all chief ministers have come from smaller communities and mostly the trading community, which is called the Banajiga community. Edi is from that community, except for S.R. Bommai, who was a Sadar Lingayat. Uh, I think majority of the, these people who have become chief, minister, chief ministers from that community have come from uh, the trading community. So this uh, dominant uh, sub within the uh, Lingayats are staking claims so we don't know whether that is going to be heeded to right and there is also something that uh, makes you wonder at some point if the bjp will want to continue to play this uh, hard uh, lingayat game in karnataka or want to widen their kind of appeal because Hindutva is still not being introduced as aggressively as it has been uh, in uh, several other states and, uh, and it's not very easy to sort of do that in Karnataka or in any southern state because there is a huge cultural difference. And Karnataka itself is a state which is, uh, there are several cultural elements that have been forged together. So the, the more than the Hindutva appeal, there has been a Modi appeal that we have to admit. It's not the Hindutva appeal, it's more the Modi personality appeal that is there. So we don't know if they want to shake up all that and try to put somebody else, bet on him, and try to build a new kind of alliance. So that is also possible when they uh, do that. Or they may pick a Lingayat from the south of Karnataka. There are very few such names, but there are very credible names. You know, uh, J.C. Madhuswami is one such name whose name is not often spoken about, but then you shouldn't be surprised if he's propped up. So so people, and he's been from the JDU. He was the president, president of the JDU. He crossed over and uh, that is the kind of name that may interest modi we don't know but as i told you this is a very secretive kind of a system so you you shouldn't hazard a guess and look like idiots after we have made the made that guess but but it's important to remember that there is a lingayat thing is a huge stake and that community is also very vocal and organized like you know i mean if they think that they have been insulted or whatever they can actually Uh, they have centers of power through which they can send out messages to the community. So they they don't vote en masse, you know, I mean, so to say, but then they can, there's a huge, you know, I mean, majority of that community which can think group, they can have a group think, you know, and vote in a certain way. So, So that is possible. So they'll be very careful about that. But, you know, it's possible. Anything is possible. So some people speak of BL Santosh. I mean, I personally feel that a Brahmin at this point will be disastrous for the BJP. And especially a Santosh, because that is holding a red rag to edeuropa So edeuropa will go out of the way to damage things. Europa is not seen. edeuropa is out, but not over. So that you should remember. And edeuropa is not the edeuropa of 2011 or 2013 or 14. Yadurapa is of 2021, where he has sufficient resources. He is out, but not over. That is how I would look at it.
1: Karnataka is headed for state elections in 2023. While the BJP has been looking to make inroads in southern states, Karnataka is the only state where the BJP has a foothold. Now, the BJP top leadership has a history of swapping CMs to suit the chances of the victory, most recently demonstrated in the state of Uttarakhand, where the state received its third chief minister in the past year. At present, the BJP enjoys a majority in the state's assembly with 119 out of 224 seats. However, as demonstrated in the election examples in our episode, Karnataka is a different ballgame. With complex caste equations in play in a significant community vote in question, Yadaripa's exit may trigger a change of this equation. According to Sukhata Srinivasaraju, BJP's power capture in the state was not based on its party agenda, but caste engineering. He added that maintaining this equation in the lead-up to 2023 assembly elections is pertinent for the party to maintain a stronghold in the South.
2: Karnataka is uh, extremely significant for the reasons that you mentioned, that they they could make a dent here for the first time and capture power. So that is very important. And uh, that power was captured not on the basis of Hindutva. That was based on caste engineering. And also, you know, the kind of disaster that took place in 2008 when power was not handed over. So there was a natural sympathy wave on which uh, Edirapha came to power. And then he consolidated that position and built reasoning for his power, so to say. Karnataka is important because they have nothing else in the south. Pondicherry is not to be taken very seriously because the, the deputy chief minister or the government there is more a Congress kind of breakaway faction, and uh, it's too small a thing. Uh, in in Tamil Nadu, if you notice, they are trying to change the leadership of the state, where there are no Brahmins, but only they are cre- creating a new backward class leadership there. The new president or the head in the legislature party, head of the legislature party, or the 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 person El Morgan, who was taken into the union cabinet as a junior minister all of them are non brahmin so they are trying to change their formula there but uh, uh, telangana and uh, andhra is a is a similar game for them you know they they don't have too much of a presence but they will have to work on non brahmin uh, uh, you know backwards especially the backwards and uh, with one dominant community at the center like Yadurappa had done so karnataka is sort of there there is some achievement to show here so they can't, uh, you know, squander that thing, so they will be very cautious. But then uh, they also don't to be fair; they don't have a good second line leadership here. All these Bellads and C T Ravi's and B L Santoshas and Nirani's—they can't match Yadu Rappa as yet. And one does not know if they are empowered if they could still match. Because you should you should remember that when Rappa was made the chief minister in two thousand nineteen, rather he grabbed the chair. Uh, to to sort of balance him they put three three deputy chief ministers and all three of them have failed miserably see they 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 should have grown in stature they should have remained independent of the man and demonstrated their ethical presence but on the on the on the other hand they just sort of you know sort of allowed that opportunity to just go away from slip away so otherwise dr ashwat narayan uh, the bangalore urban the mla from malleshwar he would have uh, been a good, a good, good, cho- good uh, choice for the BJP, but he did not show that spark. See, he's a a, a medical doctor. He's quite, uh, uh, you know, an active and well a good organizer and all that. But then, he did not sort of uh, do what uh, the party expected of them. So, and he also got involved in uh, you know breaking away the Congress and arranging numbers for the for So I don't think that was his mandate, right? So, so these people have failed the party in a sense because they did not rise up to the, ex- the kind of responsibility that they were given so that right. lakshman savadi was another pe- person who has had you know i mean doesn't have a great impression among the public because he was caught in a uh, you know he was watching something in the assembly and then he was caught and so people remember him mostly for that and then govind karjol who is a dalit is a good name but i i am not really sure karnataka is ready for a dalit uh, chief minister because you know, I mean, uh, this is this state is a slightly weird on that count. It has they will they will tout the name, they will speak about it and all that. But then, if they really bring in Kovin Karjol, it's a good thing because he's a decent person and uh, with a reasonable administrative experience and all that. But the problem is that will the Lingayats accept a Dalit, or will the others accept a Dalit, or will that create a different kind of polarisation? And I don't know. So, so, all these are names and choices. And the BJP's other thing that it is trying to do, which is very, very important uh, from the point of view of how they rearrange the caste arithmetic here, is that, uh, see, they are trying to splinter bigger communities. For example, Lingayats. They don't want it to remain a homogeneous community. So, they are trying to create this subcaste debate, right? Like, uh, if you speak of a linguistic state, they will speak of cultural federalism. So they'll, if you speak of constitutional federalism, they'll, they'll show examples of cultural federalism in existence. So they will always play that card splinter so that there are a variety of smaller factions and then they will try to say that, you know, we need to stay together. They'll bring in the nationalist thing and then they will say, we'll knit everybody together. So that may be also a, a method. That is a method that they are not completely unfamiliar with.
1: Yedurappa, in his speech on 26 July, promised that he will do everything to keep the BJP in power in the state. However, with the end of the Yedurappa era in Karnataka, who will take up the CM's mantle? Stay tuned to the quint. If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to the Big Story for episodic updates. We are available on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, GeoSabon, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quint website. And for any feedback, please shoot an email to podcast at thequint.com.
2: Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quint's website and check out our other podcasts.